This generation under so much pressure Held to a standard impossible to measure Without guys, they suffer No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother Not the fin for the one in the mirror Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks By their feet, only crack vials and shell casings Looking for hope, but they still waiting And I implore you to never give up And like Pac said, uh Keep your head up and when your back up against the wall Keep your boots to the ground and stand tall Hold on and be strong And go against all odds, uh And keep your faith in God Welcome to Liberated Minds, episode number 12, with your host, Kay, and we got my brother James and myself, Wale. We got this show popping. We're going to talk about a couple people on here, the hot topics that they're talking about and see how those things are affecting people uh, throughout the community, hip-hop community, and this uh, worldly point of view. Number one, I know my brother James got some questions for us, a couple topics that we, was, we were working on. So what you got going for us? All right, so we're going to jump right into... Discussing Kanye. Yeah. Um, in what ways does Kanye wielding his influence the way that he does endanger our community as a collective? You said a danger to our community? And danger. I think anytime he opens his mouth. <laughs> this, um, since 2016, I think it's safe to say um, that's no longer the college dropout that we may have um, grown up listening to, his whole mindset, I believe he he might have been bought out or it might just be symptoms of mental health. But um, I believe that the rhetoric that he's spitting, whether it be for album sales or just to feed narcissism, I think is very dangerous in, um, in the way that he sits up and just devalues our history and just makes it sound as if it's no big deal from slavery as a choice to Harriet Tubman didn't free any enslaved people. She just <laughs> brought them up North to work for other white people. I mean, when you say craziness like that, it's like, how do you trivialize, trivialize something that possibly you're not like direct descendants of you could, they could have possibly been. You don't know, take a DNA test. You might even find that out. I can just trivialize what they went through just just to say, just to be controversial at this point, point in time. So I think, yeah, I believe anytime he opens his mouth now, it's a, it's it endangers us because it's like, why is it just about Africans in America? Why, why is it just, why isn't it about any other uh, group of people? Other groups of people have their issues too, but it just seems like he's, on self-destruct mode and he wants to bring us down with him. That's my take on it. I think mental health takes a major issue into it. However, I also do believe that he's been purchased. And I also do believe the mixture of the two, he's being manipulated to the point where he actually believes it himself formally, well, something like the, uh, a Stockholm syndrome, very similar to uh, the movie Get Out. And that's not to be funny, I'm just keeping it real. So I also look at the fact that Kanye is a person who he studies. I think he looks at the history, but he doesn't scratch the, the surface layer of the history. 
You know, so if he knew certain things, he wouldn't say certain things. That's equivalent to when I hear people say, I'm not my ancestor, this, young, this younger generation under us. When they say that, I kind of cringe my, well, grind my teeth and my face cringe really hard because it makes it appear, it gives the illusion effect that our ancestors were cowards, that they were just going to take what happened and that's it. Now, I can say right now, if something were to happen to me and I had to face some type of maximum punishment, man, look, I'll go in there and run to jail. I'll be okay. I'll be cool. I can say that now until I'm in that condition. And the so-called prisons now are no way near in comparison likening to the atmosphere or even the aroma of the atmosphere. And I do mean that literally, the aroma of the atmosphere of what our ancestors has been through. So for him to say that slavery was a choice, that shocked me for him to say that, for him to say previous years earlier, about a couple years earlier, I think it was 2014, he said George Bush doesn't like black people. To say that was a monumental moment for him to be as large of an artist he was, and for him to say that, I think it poisons the community in so many ways because whether he likes it or not, he's a role model and a spokesman for us because he once spoke for us. So in somewhat, some way, shape, or form, he has our ear in a certain way. But his lack of knowledge when it comes to saying that she enslaved, she uh, didn't help uh, free enslaved Africans is ludicrous. And people who hear him, they take that and they run with it without doing research, not even primary research, even general research because of who he is. So he is to blame for a lot of things. And I think that he needs someone to, to pull his coat and his coat needs to have belts on the front of it. I think y'all know what that entails. <laughs> I love my soul jacket. Yeah. No, I definitely um, agree. I was saying like with him speaking so ill of our ancestors and stuff like that on various occasions, it's like with all the cancel culture going on, why hasn't there been a call to cancel kind yet? Like look in our community. <laughs> you yeah. see who his life is? I just said that. Look where he went. Yeah. This yeah. one where people in our family who are billionaires and we don't even know what they do. Yeah, that's true. And just, just think about that. If we look at anybody and we, and this is not a jealous factor. I'm just saying like, if somebody asks, if I ask you right now, what does Kylie Jenner do for a, a living to make her a billionaire? You can't tell me what you're going to say. Makeup products. You really believe that? Uh, you really don't got no no clue. It's, it's people that's it's people that's writing tickets off. You know, especially when your dad. Well, the daddy, well, one of the daddies was uh, OJ's lawyer. That's where it all come from. If OJ never had done that, she would still be the pimple faced girl with the straight hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She wouldn't be trying to be as black as she's trying to be. Facts. Yeah, yeah, because she definitely posted. Um, brown skin girl under her picture the other day and then she got backlash and she she changed it to brown eye girl quick. So that's what I'm saying like and, and, and this is the reason why Kanye this, I feel really strong about this because this situation with Kanye he poisons the minds of our people by saying by him allowing that he should be checking her look you white you're not one of us you may have a you know you're, you're one of us as far as as far as a, a spiritual being having this human experience on a spiritual level, yes. However, but don't, don't come in here and molest our culture and still be able to step into your Beverly Hills home. It's not about the wealth part. It's about the community that surrounds that Beverly Hills community. That's what I'm uh, referencing to. 
So for her to be saying these things and having these behaviors, he should be stopping that because that allows other people, other women and young children to act the same way they do because Kanye allowed it. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. So going back to your original question, you said what he says is it, does it endanger our community? And if he's saying things that's detrimental to our community, why would he check somebody for appropriating our, our culture? He has no respect for our shared history. Therefore, how can his spouse have any, you know, any awareness of, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Why would he check somebody? It seems like she know more about it. More Well, that's another thing. I'm, in reference to this, in Oakland, California, there's only two, one, I think it's only two black bookstores in the entire Bay Area left. One of them is, is uh, in Oakland, Martha King. It's called Marcus Garvey Bookstore. Bomb bookstore. I go there all the time. She said her business has been booming since the pandemic. All white people. Now, I just to answer your question. And you are right about that. Why would he check her when he's not in the conscious mindset? You are right about that. But it's, it's destroying our community because what they do is they learn more about, of our culture, more about our culture than us. That's what these colonizers do. They learn more about our culture than us. Therefore, they appreciate it more and they get the benefit from it and they push you away from it. So if you ask the average person, they'll say, oh, oh Kim Kardashian, all that, she cool. Because she's been baptized in the culture so much. You know, she uses it as a catalyst to buy her way in there. And Kanye is taking himself out of it. He's extracting himself away from the community. But he's siding with, look who he with. Donald Trump and a bunch of all these other Rich white people, they having photographs and they doing white power around his neck. Like, you know, you bring your buddy like, hey, buddy, what's up? Like that. He has to know what that is. He had to address that, but he's not there. So it's not all, all, all of uh, just on him. It's the people that accept that nonsense. They shouldn't be accepting them so-called uh, Kardashians. And them. They don't do anything. Yeah, that's right. It's like a, it's like a culture swap. Because if you notice one thing about Kanye, whenever he gives his praises to all of these um, fashion designers, they're always old Caucasian men. Those are his heroes. That's who he looks up to. He'll never speak ill of them. But his ancestors that are responsible for him being able to do what he wants to do right now, he'll sit up and just dilute whatever efforts they sacrifice mm. to get to this point. You know what I mean? So... I think, yeah, I can see your point. It's like a culture swap. She sees, she sees, hey, I see the gold within this. Let me, let me use that. And at the same time, I slot my way in there because we always know that they like to take from us, but at the same time, not love us. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense what you say. I'm just, just thinking out loud, processing it. There's a it. guy in Oakland. They call him, my, my, my partner in our business, you know, J-Mall TV, is a guy named... Um, OG Roger, they called him. Some old-ass white dude. you probably seen him on uh, YouTube. He be out with Mr. Fab all the time and everybody. Every, and this was a party. He said, old white dude dancing with all these sisters. I never liked it because he liked seven. That's one. I think he older than that, actually. You know what I'm talking about? Because he what? Because you know he, like he like 70 or something, dancing with all these old sisters. Oh. And all that. oh, I seen him. I seen yeah. him. Exactly. So check this out. My man, Jay Maul, used to be like, oh, he cool. OG Roger, he cool. But then again, I thought about it, and I pulled his coat a little bit, and he said... Yeah, that shit, that is messed up. He acts weird. Oh, yeah, he, he cool. He was, was. Yeah, but he exploiting you. Mm -hmm. 
you don't see you don't you don't see uh, any any anybody else doing that. So the, while me seeing that on those videos, I started to look at it and I said, that's exactly what Kim is doing. Kanye don't care about it, but she see the value as an easy way to segue into the heart of the community, open up businesses or whatever she plan on doing, not to say she's doing it, but she had the ability to do those things and she got the support from the black community because she embraced the culture, which Kanye didn't. So it's acceptable. Oh no, Kim got, she heard out of jail. She did this, she did that, yeah. So it's not really her having businesses around here. She supported us. And your community don't belong to you anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you just basically fought for a famous slave master. <laughs> you don't see that. That's the Kanye effect. That's that's well, I think you know you know who I blame? I I blame the fans because I don't know when this whole rhetoric of he's a genius. What like if you want to put it in perspective, you can at least say a musical genius. But when you sit up and say someone's a genius, you're speaking of education. He's already been on record of saying, I don't read. Then he made a whole song about Jesus walk. And then just last year talking about, oh, I wasn't Christian. I'm a Christian now. I heard J. Cole wrote that. What? Jesus walk? Yeah, I heard. I heard. That. I'm not saying it's true. Though. Well, I mean, whatever the case is, I'm just saying, like, he's known to be full of it. It's just straightforward. He's full of shit because he'll say one thing. I don't read. I'm the college dropout, this, that, and the third. But then you, you have the nerve to speak on something as if you're an expert and you put in time studying, especially when it comes to history of our people. And you want to sit up there and just, like I say, just, just shit on them, just shit on the legacy of these people and thinking it's cool. And then you have the youth who's saying, you know what? That's Kanye. But you know what? Think about it. He's a genius. I've heard I've heard people say he's a genius. Therefore, what he's saying, it must be some validity to it. Mm -hmm. so, and not to mention the stardom behind it to amplify it. He's bringing out clothes who that clothes that when you wear them, <laughs> you literally look like you walked out of Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Why the volcano was active? No, you look like an extra out of, <laughs> he looked like an extra out of um. Uncle Tom's cabin. Yeah. It was <laughs> Did you see those space boots he bought out? Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. 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 And mind, I want crazy. I'm only saying this because I really I truly want the brother, because he is our brother, he's lost. I want him to do well and, and um but his his product is just trash. <laughs> mm. One of his t shirts is about like twenty five hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. But you want but you wanna know why he can do that? Because we pay that we pay that amount of money, but for, for some Italian dude who never stepped one foot in one black community ever. Not only that, um, social media gave rise to the social influencer. So oh yeah. If somebody says that he, he calls himself a genius. So all he has to do is call himself a genius, and then whoever is influenced by him is gonna follow suit. If he puts out this Whatever it is, all this this homeless gear, <laughs> he puts it out, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, he he said he's a genius, and I like everything else that he does, so I'm gonna support this." <laughs> so it's like it's that that whole social influencer thing, man. That's that's a big thing, man. It got you know a lot of power. Whatever. No, I was touched. I was gonna say, do you think he really? Got, do you think he really has a clothing line? 
I think I think that it's like how Trump had those buildings. It's like it's not it's, it's not really his, but he he's like the face of it. Like I think that he bought a chain a, a big ass Goodwill. You know what a Goodwill is? Yeah. Um, you 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 know what that is Goodwill? Yeah. Store. Yeah, he bought a big ass Goodwill and just slapped whatever the name of his company is on there, and tr- and the exact clothes that you and I turn in. He just charged a bunch of money for him. That's what I said. I'm serious. You got an old gym sock that say Simon Gratz on there. That's from that's from Jimmy. You got another sock on there that say Belmont. I don't know where the hell that's at. So I think he just put it out and put his name on there because it has no style to it. Yeah, I Dude, believe it. He put out like a rolled up sock. Yeah. Like come on. Yeah, he be putting out some some trash. Yeah, those yeah. those those shoes that he put out there. It's like um, cut up sponges. That's what I'm talking about. It, it like a sponge bag for the 1800s. Come on, yeah, man. But, but people going to buy it. People going to buy it because it's kind of, yeah. But just imagine if we was able to get our brother, like you said, the first question you asked, was it detrimental to the community? We were, if we were able to raise him, help rise him to a level of consciousness where he's able to understand and get the help that he need and mm. the major influence he would have then. He did a whole album about church and its soul. Yeah. So imagine, imagine if he or he got this clothing line right, and people buy it. Imagine if he had the mindset of um, Stephon Marbury. Starberries, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Had like forty pairs of them. Yeah. Imagine if he had that same kind of mindset where he wanted to make sure things were affordable for his community. He don't care about that. He care about impressing uh. He cares about impressing a certain people. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's made that clear because he's always talked about billionaire. Oh, congratulations to my wife. She's a billionaire. I've reached billionaire status. He sees that as well. So he's just going to continue in that. He could care less about, I mean, he would always talk about his childhood in Chicago. But, okay, you're talking about you had, you had it like this, you had it like that growing up. But now you're in a position to make it so others don't have to go through it. But you ain't concerned about it. You ain't concerned about that no more. That's what I call using a black car. I'm not talking reference in finance, to finance. I'm talking about people using the fact that their, their brother or sister, they use that to get by, namely Oprah. You know what I'm saying? So got a bunch of money and I could do something. That fully excuses the fact that I said, well, I tried to look for that. I look for the silver light, the cloud of silver light. Are you serious? This dude is known for raping people on the island that he bought exclusively to rape people on. And you won't, you won't denounce him, but you'll denounce Bill Cosby? Come on. But once she put a bunch of money out there with a bunch of the wonderful foundation she has, it's still what she does excusable. No. Yeah. And, Same she, thing and she, backed, she backed the whole documentary that was full of lies about Michael Jackson. Exactly. Don't even get me started on her because one, one thing about Oprah I've noticed is aside, she, she just has an agenda. I understand what occurred in her, her um, childhood, but mm-hmm. she does not – she basically despises – the black man for that because if you look she'll help put any any african-american or not even what we call african-american but also in south africa she has a girl's school she'll put money behind i see what she did with the brianna taylor billboard anything i didn't hear her speak on george floyd i didn't any i didn't hear her speak on tamir rice i didn't hear her speak on trayvon martin anything that surrounds the black male she wants no part of if you've noticed the only uh, thing is tearing them down. Mm-hmm. And it's her pattern. She's trying to tear Russell Simmons down. 
Yeah, it's her pattern. She's got, she despises black males. And people may say, oh, what about Stedman? What about Stedman? Oh, can I answer that? He's a neutered black man. You hit her right on the head. You just got another master's right there. <laughs> I was just about to say that. he That's all he is. Boom. Pin us another one for you. So, <laughs> no, seriously, because if you notice, like, when you with your wife out, when you out somewhere, and y'all walk down there, the children are with you. You got her hand, arm, or something like that. Or if you walk in the street, your arm is around, or something intimate that basically knows that y'all with each other, like, intimately. You know what I'm saying? Every time they're together, it's like a business deal, and I got to deal with this, this, this person again. It's always like that. It's never warm. Look at Donald Trump and his wife. It's never warm. That's how they look. That's how I know that's just for show. She probably... That's why I know it's just for show. My homegirl, Gail. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I had to chill just now. I was ready to go all the way in. Can you outdo Snoop? Huh? <laughs> I said, can you outdo Snoop when it comes to Gail? <laughs> and, be, and, be, and be real with it. <laughs> and stand on yours. Unapologetic. You know, ever since he went Remember that time? Remember that time Major Figures was arguing with Rockefeller on a, uh, on a, on a radio station that was going back and forth? And the, the radio host at the time, Q DZ, was like, everybody was yelling curse words and using the M-bomb. He said, oh, chill, chill, chill. Stop. They was yelling threats. He said, well, oh, you're in the background. I got a job. I got a job. He kept saying that because if he if he was caught to add on to something and he's not in a position that he want to be in, he want that stopping before you ever get there. So that's the answer to your Snoop and Gil question. Because <laughs> I, I could definitely unload. But I mean, I'm cool. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, Snoop, since he went on his apology tour, he been in mad commercials. Man, Snoop says there's some stuff says some stuff about Tupac. And I, I found out about that and I wasn't feeling it. It was totally suckerfied. When he was saying Tupac, Biggie and it was his homies and he never had no problems with them. When uh Napoleon is on Vlad talking about songs that he was there in the studio with him. Some of the songs I'm on him when he talking about Biggie. Y'all put yeah. me on that, remember? Yeah, lost a lot of credibility for that, man. Yeah, they said they said before they went to New York, they was in the studio making songs about Biggie. One of them called <laughs> NY eighty seven. Where they was coming at Biggie, and there was another John where he's coming at his his uh, crooked eye. Exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he said he said something like "You fat black cro- and your eyes crooked," something like that. He said, "Yeah, like, yeah, come on, man." Crazy. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, what else you got for us, James? All right, so this is a general question. With the rise of uh, social media came uh, social influencers that we were just talking about. Um, Has social media made it easier to boost false idols that people follow blindly? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think the person who said the best way is uh, Spado from the Major Figures from Philly. He said that uh, he said the reason why it was such a big deal for, for the figures to do what we were doing during that time, he said there was no internet. He said, you didn't just have to battle and fight and work to get your name out in the streets all over the city. You had to fight to get your name around the block. Mm-hmm. So now these days, once the, once the, the, during that time, the, uh, the 90s and the early 2000s, they, people had to actually work to get out there. So they appreciated once they got there, you know? But these young cats, they can make a song called, I love my headphones twist, cigar in my mouth. Cigar, him, I'm not eating potatoes down south. That go platinum. <laughs> Automatically, they're the most important people in the world. Instant fame. 
They don't respect the grind. Getting doors slammed in their face. You know, trying to make that hit record, you record a thousand songs, the same song probably, to perfect it. Mm-hmm. Everything is instant for them, you know? So they don't, they don't, they don't appreciate it, the work it takes. Can you imagine if, if uh, my father's a, a medical doctor, a surgeon, and he teaches me every, he's the best surgeon in the country. He teaches me everything about surgery, including taking me to the morgue, and I'm working on these, uh, these, this whole philosophy and teaching myself. Do you really think when I'm 20 years old and they make some rule that you could pass the medical exam, you could be an attending doctor, do you think I'm really going to appreciate these, pa- these patients? Hell no. Mm-hmm. The reason not, because look at the grind I had to go through all the schooling, the books, before we even make it to the morgue, according to the, uh, the, 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 the doctors that I know who had to go through that stuff. So that dedication makes people say, you know what, I'm going to take care of this patient because I went through a lot to make sure I don't sever this one vein and do this. And they appreciate it. It's not about the dough. It's not about the coin. It's about the passion of what they're doing. These youngsters, they don't have passion. Faith said this. Scarface said this. He said, you write a song and you're not crying when you write that song? You need to write that song over again. These youngsters don't do that. Get a hot beat and put some miscellaneous chords down and you're the man. Mm-hmm. There's a dude named Yachty. I'm done right there. He stuck this game up a little bit, but I'm done. Still hot garbage, but yeah. But they're the influencers, though. That's what I'm trying to point out. No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. And I'm happy they're making money because this country making where you can't make money for it when you like us, and that's one Mm -hmm. of our revenues. I understand. I applaud that because he was in college. He was seeking seeking to better himself, and he did that. I applaud that. But his skill is not the par to have him all over the place and even talk about conversations as a spitter. So you, to answer your question, that social media stuff, people don't respect it because it's overnight fame. Yeah, that's what, well, this is like a microwave generation. You know what I mean? It's like popping your food in the microwave versus the oven. It's going mm-hmm. to taste better coming out of the conventional oven. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So anybody, any and everybody, there's no, there's literally no gatekeeper because you can go around the gatekeepers to the fact where you can name an industry, even, <laughs> even straight up pornography. Now they don't even have to go and travel to California to get into pornography. They got a, what only fans accounts. Now it, it's, it's ridiculous. Any and everybody can come in and be what they want to be. <laughs> Any and everyone. It's, it's the truth. So, all you have to do is get a little following. I don't know how many Instagram considers uh, an influencer, but once you get that, then they start monetizing you. Then you just start with your agenda or whatever agenda they got lined up for you. So yeah, I think it's, I, the internet, it's got the good and the bad. And with this um, microwave generation, man, we just have to, it's junk food. It's a bunch of junk food. That's the way I see it. So we got to be careful with it. It's a good and the bad and promotes the ugly. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's yeah, that was right on the head with that friend's account. But go ahead, OJ. My bad, brother. Go ahead. No, you good. I'm just saying like the – and the worst part is is that the ugly spreads faster than any good that you try to put out there. If you put some kind of drama-filled post up, it'll get shared and spread way faster than if you put some positive positivity out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You put some knowledge out there that you want to instill in somebody, 
nobody like it, nobody share it, nobody even enter that kind of dialogue with you on your post, which is what sharing those knowledgeable posts are about. It's about creating dialogue and having somebody interacting, absorb it. You don't get that. But as soon as you post some kind of stupid foolishness, people be on there leaving comments like, oh, oh, this is crazy. Like just rambling on and on. I'm like, where were you at when I was trying to create dialogue to better your mind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not the goal though. They, they don't want stuff like that. They want is the most backwards, nonsensical things as possible. They say sex sells. That's another thing I think that is a problem. And people may say, well, it's a part of life. And, oh, yeah, whatever. That's cute, whatever. But what I'm saying is that when it's so much focus on the on the action part of it and not focus on the human being side of it, which is the part of saying, like, yo, you know, you're doing your thing, you respect and stuff like that, it makes the, only the focus of the lust part of it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, mm-hmm. these videos that get out this, like, I've seen a, uh, a post somebody put up there, and it says something to the effect of um, women don't understand. This isn't me, I'm just saying Women don't understand the fact that when men see women like half naked and stuff like that and dressing like certain ways in videos, like very erotic, they think they get seen in the same light as a man looking for a wife. Mm-hmm. I don't think any sensible man, even though she could be a supreme intellectual, whatever that means, you know, but when I'm saying that the visual is the first attraction. So if that's the first way I see you, and I know everybody else see you like that. I'm not gonna want. You, I, I'm not gonna be approved. I'm not gonna, you know, be able to uh, deal with that. Not approved, but I'm not gonna be able to deal with that. Because what makes it sacred to me? Exactly. And even even sacred to yourself because it's your body. You can do what you want with it, but you represent me, and I represent you. In that case, why won't I start? What would the man say? I'm gonna start stripping. I'm gonna walk outside with a g-string on. She will have a major problem with that. It's the same action, but it's the opposite sex. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. You know what I mean? So these influences they have, these are the problems. All the bad things are promoted. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's crazy, man. All right, so we're gonna shift gears now. We're gonna talk about uh Brother Akon. So oh, recently, <laughs> so recently he went live with uh, my song and was discussing allowing Takashi to remake uh, Locked Up, which was a classic with Styles P. Um, my song brought up some great points about following codes and why allowing Takashi to remake the song uh, is actually a disservice. Um, do you feel that Akon did it strictly for the payday? And in turn, justified the moves Takashi continues to make. You want me to start on this or what? Because I'm about to go in. Start with that. You know what? <laughs> you know I'm about to say. You know. See, see, see. This is a different type of situation. That. <laughs> and it has to be. It has to be said that way because once one make the conscious decision to commit in a crime. They know what that come they know what comes with that. Even if they get the short end of the stick. I'm not condoning it. I'm not, you know, saying anybody's a terrible person for doing it. But however, when you make decisions that he has made, knowing he's not involved in any criminal activity, he's not that type of guy, he's not cut from that type of cloth. For him to join a group like that with the sole purpose of popularity to get his music out there, I guess I can understand that. But I blame the group too. But him in general 
him in general to continue to make it seem like it's cool to go out there and tell on people and get out and get free out of jail and people getting 15, 25 years and stuff like that. When you knew, when you're a part of it, you facilitated some of it. So you're a part of it. So for you to rat like that, you just don't have any honor. You're spineless. I can't respect you. You know, you should never have a toilet seat. All those things. <laughs> because he, he took it upon himself to do that. And I'm like, and Akon allowed him to be on the song. The song, the, the, the song Locked Up is based on adversity. It's based on I'm locked up, I'm in this position. I know I may have messed up, but I got to better myself to get myself out or do what I got to do to survive in this chumpy. That's why he put Styles P on it, because Styles P really lived it, you know? So for Takashi, get on there. Like Akon said, uh, it, it can never be changed. It's a classic, but it, the, the word locked up is tainted now. Because in that reference, because you put a rat on a song. He is a rat. And he was putting hits on people. It's not like he was just hanging with them. He was putting hits on people. Mm -hmm. So him being allowed to do that song is blasphemous. Even though it's Akon's song, he could do what he want. I respect that. But to fans like us, which are the consumers, who should have more influence, it, it just says It's a disrespect to, style, to, to any self-honoring uh person of that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and, and just, um, I know that Akon said that he didn't take any money or whatever, but that don't mean that the record label didn't. But at the same time, he's like, all right, this song's been out for 16 years. Like, nobody else wanted to remix it. Matter of fact, C-Murder did. Off that um, album he did in prison. C-Murder did, he redid Locked Up. Same hook and everything. He just put his verses to it. So I don't understand I really don't understand where um, Akon's coming from. I mean, based off what he's saying, I guess I should believe what he's saying is he's trying to get in there and maybe change the kid's mi mindset. But that's another thing. He ain't no child. He wasn't like like um, Bobby Schmurter. Bobby Schmurter was a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was a teenager when he made all those mistakes. Mm -hmm. This guy, Kashi had been charged with like um, – some some sexual assault on a minor or whatever the case may be when he was an adult and then he's in his early 20s doing all of this and then it's not like he has remorse for what he did he came out bragging about hey this is what i'm gonna do when i get out and i'm gonna continue down this self-destructive path and he mocks any and everybody that has a brain and saying yo what you did was wrong the way you're going about it yo you need to chill you would think he'd come out and chill. You can still make your money. You can still do your type of music. You just can't claim all that game game. But at the same time, it's like if you if you don't learn from your mistakes, then it ain't a mistake. Because you're gonna repeat it and repeat it. That means you're doing it on purpose. And for Akon to go in there and defend him as if that's some relative of his, it makes it makes him very suspect. His whole reputation is suspect. And I have a lot of respect for Akon, especially for what he did out there in Africa building cities, uh, with the solar power, etc. He has investments. But I, can, I, I just can't make sense of what he's trying to do. He's, yeah, he's, he explained what he's trying to do, but I can't make it. And it's, it's unfortunate because also surrounding all of this, where, where is the Puerto Rican and Mexican community? I never see them speaking on this guy. Why is it only um, us speaking on him? Exactly. Because he's exploiting um, hip-hop culture. Exactly. 
And in his videos, he, he one thing I respect about Takashi is he always displays a great the great Mexican flag. You know what I mean? I respect him for that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like it's always flashed. He'd be like this. You mean? And I respect that about him. But the thing about Akon, I think I can answer your question. I think, personally, Akon wasn't doing it for the coin of the short run. I think he's doing it for the long term. Meaning, when Bobby Smurda was locked up for that, he was facing crazy amount of years. Mm-hmm. He made a deal with them mm-hmm. to the effect that I take 11 years, I mean, seven years, just so only so my man's gonna get seven years. That's it. Because they was facing big time. Mm-hmm. He said, if I take this deal, they gotta get the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he but now, just like Uncle Murder said, shout out to Bobby Smurder. We see what you did. When you come home, don't worry about it. You're gonna be celebrated. When he come home, people probably gonna be giving him stuff because he knew the mistakes he made was wrong. He didn't tell anybody. And since I'm the biggest dog, top of the totem pole that was targeting. I'm going to make a deal with them where I don't tell nobody, own up to everything, and make sure my man's going to get the same time I get, or less. Mm-hmm. Akon was in that this point of view, I think. Let's just say I'm an artist to come out tomorrow. I'm the first person to do a song with Bobby Schmurter to give him a chance, being on no record label wanting to sign him. Do you know how strong my reputation will get because of the strength of the good things that uh, – uh, Bobby Schmurter has done. So Akon figure, I think, all the because he kept he kept reading, he got all these fans. He got 600 million fans. Uh, it seems like you more concerned about the coin and trying to, if you do something for him, you will get his followers because your music ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, I no disrespect to Akon, I love him to death, but I'm saying your music ain't selling. So if you get in that con- conglomerate, who knows? You may be to get dude to sign to you. You not only got Lady Gaga, you got this dude Takashi selling all these fucking records. As if he decided to get with you or not, but you got his supporters because you helped him when everybody turned their back on him. I don't think it was to teach this kid. No one to teach no, no kid. What made you pick him? Go off to Chief Keith. Right. That was that was the first thing that came to his mind to use. Yeah, trying, go to Chicago or something like teach. that. But he ain't he ain't trying to do that. It's all, no, it's, all, it's all Terry Motors to everything. Like, it's like, yeah, he might not be getting paid. He might not have gotten paid up front. I'm sure he's getting something on the back end. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. And I'm sure that he he knows the backlash that he's going to get, and it's going to over overshadow the great work that he's doing in Africa. So he has to say that he's doing it for some big cause that's, that's outside of him, that's beyond him. And that he's trying to be this martyr for Takashi, but everybody knows what it is. Like, it's not gonna work, especially when you keep, like you said, he kept bringing up how many followers he got. You don't bring up people's followers unless that's what your focus is on, and that's what you're noticing. Like, if you're not focusing on that, you will be like, this kid is doing this, this, and this to try to move forward and to try to change. You'll be focused oh, yeah. on stuff like that, not how many followers he got. Because he said it three times when he's talking to my song. Three he times. Yeah, my song even said something about it. He's like, I don't care. Why you keep bringing up his followers? Like, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you hit, you hit it right on the head. That's exactly. But, like I said, I appreciate everything he's done and he's continuously doing. But I just don't think it's, he has such a status. I don't think he's had a need to be sucker fired like that. Yeah. Unless he's trying to get some industry money, I guess, and use that for another noble cause. But it's like, I don't know, man. Is the is the, 
is the money worth the act? To some people, it is. That's the liberal way of saying. That's the liberal way of saying prostitution. You industry whore. Mm-hmm. Some people it is, man. Some people want to get back to that that limelight. He like, I do whatever. Oh, oh, this kid. Okay, it's cool. No matter what he did, I'm going. I'm going to justify everything that he does. I'm just going to go with it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna seem like I'm such a great guy, trying to uh, change this guy, even though the, he clearly doesn't want to change. No, like. He clearly doesn't like. He got his security pulling him down the street in a wagon while he's sitting up there eating ice cream in broad daylight. What? You want to see that? No. He had it was like six bodyguards, right? And he had one of them pulling him in this little, the little, the little, little kitty wagon. He had he had one of them pull him in the kitty wagon, and he was just sitting there. I don't believe you. I'm yo. I'm dead. So you can see the video. He's sitting there. And he was just eating ice cream, getting pulled in a wagon, man. I'm like, this boy don't want to change. He a troll. Like, he a troll for life. Like, that's what he is. Well, look what Spade said. Spade said he has, he rep me, uh, not Spade, uh, 50 said that he represents all, he has the, he said he has the, he's the biggest artist in the world because he has the loyalty and fan base of the, I want to make my parents upset by me misbehaving. That was the excellent prognosis of that. Because look yeah. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now, every kid who feel that way, rebellious and stuff of that nature, will look into his actions like Slim Jesus. He didn't last too long because somebody scared the bejesus out of him when he snatched his mic off stage. Remember that? Yeah. And so he, he <laughs> was scared. Yeah, he had no hope, man. He was like 10 pounds soaking wet. Exactly. With a pair of combat boots on and a, and a mattress. <laughs> that's crazy easy he said where'd you find an anorexic rapper <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing heartens me is that we have so many people that lack the skills of um of uh well not skills lack understanding to explain on a, on a more serious note have that they they have the lack of understanding on how they can help our community they feel we have to go up to the man when you're worth so much already you can integrate and promote businesses and help finance businesses in different communities to help take back our community so we won't have to depend on all this negative media. For example, Ice Cube tried it. He was well, not trying, he's doing it now. He's trying to buy networks, but they wouldn't allow him to, just mm-hmm. like Okazi was doing, to change the narrative. So the more of these, no, no diss, but I'm not going to say names, but more of these so-called artists who are out there making their whole career of sexuality, those young girls will not get any of the gems that you're dropping because of the visual cortex that you're showing them. You know what I'm saying? They, all they see is the, the visual, the visual, the visual, and they see the money, money, money. They don't see you when you're in there negotiating a business deal. I guarantee you're not in there with a bikini on. Mm-hmm. They don't see that, though. So as, as they're promoting these things, they don't see that the, the, the industry is using them as an industry whore, as a prostitute, to poison the rest of the community. Why do you think uh, people try to say Professor Griff is a guy with two cobwebs in his, in his, in his head and two walnuts? They try to paint him as crazy because he always uses history. Let's mm-hmm. alleviate the theology. His history that he talks about, they can't get around that. So what they do is 
and we we had these people just like the honorable Ozzy Davis said. You know, you had people like the the uh, the honorable Sidney Portier who made the conscious decision not to get a so-called relaxer or perm or conkin, whatever they called it during his day. I believe it was called conkin during that time. Mm -hmm. So um he decided not to do that. And he lost a lot of roles like that, but the dignity and integrity and honor that he lit honor that he lived by it made him pristine, our black shining prince, as he said about Brother Malcolm as well, because we didn't give up because of the coin. We made our own way. Just like Iverson said, I did it my way. Exactly. You know? And he made mistakes, but he said there was no Allen Iverson before me to let me know I'm not supposed to wear baggy jeans and have a, a 45 in my pants because I'm walking around with 20,000 in my pocket. Mm hmm so when we have these people like LeBron is doing the great things he's doing, the hat he wore, when he wore that, man, I say, lucky the bars, you know, but I go and buy everybody a drink because of that. Because Le LeBron was doing, he's a major figure. He doing what Suckify Jordan didn't do what Jordan is trying to do now. He has a big, major voice. Jordan, our brother, but he act like a sucker sometimes. We got to bring him around. So that's why they promote all these certain type of artists because he know they're gonna bring this drama and destroy our community psychologically. Mm. Oh yeah, my bad. I be going off sometimes. No, it's cool, man. <laughs> drop, drop them jewels, man. If I had the button that uh, dropped the clue bomb, I would. It like, <laughs> it like this. What made you believe all that? Cause the information is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so speaking of uh, suckers, let's talk about our old friend Terry Crews. Um, where Terry Crews becoming the poster child for for the blacks for white supremacy, he is a model example of the dangers of influence. His misinformed statements carry weight and reinforces white supremacy talking points. So how can we counteract this misinformation from saturating our easily misguided brothers and sisters? I think it's going to take for somebody that he respects and somebody to relate the information to the person that he respects, Terry Crews. And that person is going to have to relate it to Terry Crews personally. Because I don't think he'll take it from anyone else because ever since that, ever since that guy was playing dice with his, with his, with his, with his testicles, you know, publicly in front of his wife or his girlfriend, I guess, you know, the, I, I don't know what happened. I guess he must have crapped out <laughs> because, you know, he doesn't have the testicular fortitude anymore to actually stand up like a man and say it was true. So ever since he, he spoke out against that person, you know, who's looking for number seven, only got number two, you know, snake eyes, you know, he, I think on the back end, he received something from that. So he became an enslaved good house Negro at that point. Even though he's our brother, that's what I think. Because there's no way somebody gonna walk up on me and do something like that. And I completely forget how to speak auditorily. Everything is sign language at that point. <laughs> so I, I don't know, I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. Hey, he got molested for the bag. Exactly. Industry horse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know because I think Don Lemon, I think him and Don Lemon are like friends or whatever. And Don Lemon even was trying to speak some sense into him like, oh, what you're saying makes absolutely no sense. You're talking about 
Well, what, what people always do is they always say what Black Lives Matter means. They always have their interpretation of it. And so he ran with the, the right, the conservatives interpretation of what Black Lives Matter means. Mm -hmm. And then he magnified it talking about black supremacy. He started speaking on that. So it's like, if you, like you said, he's sold out already. That, that man grabbed him in. He, he, here he is. Fuck this nigga! <laughs> that man grabbed him in. This is the end result. So I just feel as though at this point, it is what it is with him, man. He's a lost cause. And I think we just need to admit to ourselves and realize when someone's a lost cause, you can't save everyone. You can't save everyone. So he's a lost cause. Um, you, can give them, you can give them second, maybe even third chances. But when they burn those out, see ya. That's <laughs> yeah. what I feel about him. Yeah, he done burned every bridge. Well, don't mm -hmm. forget... Don Lemon is sucker fire too. You oh, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. I'm right. saying he tried to speak some sense into him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we 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 all definitely appreciate that. I didn't appreciate what he did to Kevin Hart though. He tried to put Kevin Hart under the pressure that he had to speak for the gay community, but Kevin Hart said he kept it real, no Philly style. He said that's not my goal to speak for the entire gay community. I'm sympathetic with whatever they have to go through with the things they, not whatever, but the things they go through, of course. Okay, great. I understand that. And it's horrible. But that's not my lifelong dream to be an advocate for that community. When it comes to the community I come from, Erie Avenue, North Philly, I'm out there every time advocating for it because that's something that's my cause. That's not my cause. So Don, I don't like the fact that Don Lemon on national television, he tried to, you know, kept trapping him to make Kevin Hart say that, yeah, I support and I, 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 I fund or whatever the gay community. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to fund it, if I don't want to fund golf, what the hell? Well, that's because he's a, he's a part of that community. So. Exactly. I don't yeah. like what you did, though. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just was whack. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I, I, what you said was the way you introduced it was great. You said even Don Lennon tried to talk sense into him. You know? I just can't believe let somebody do something like that and there's no consequence for that. Yeah. Made me think he was thinking, why you do that in public? We made, we had a deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was one of the, it was one of those gatekeepers. Hey, like I said, after that, all I see is black. Mm -hmm. All I see is February after that. <laughs> <laughs> According to them. <laughs> yeah, right. Or you should say all you saw is uh, MLK. I have a dream. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all they do. Yeah, I Not have a dream. He said, "That's he said that's part of what's wrong with you. You do too much singing <laughs> and not enough swinging." Cassius Clay can sing, but singing didn't make him the world heavyweight champion. Swinging made him the champion. When he was dying. <laughs> I love the honorable Malcolm X. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. So the final question I got for y'all. Um, in an earlier episode, we discussed the backlash that Nick Cannon received for speaking historical truth. Um, now Nick Cannon is going out of his way to bend the knee and beg for forgiveness. Is the lack of standing for something and being committed to it 
setting the example that conforming is the way and to just fall in line? The Honorable Muhammad Ali said, you want to take me to prison. I'm not draft dodging. I'm not running to Canada. I'm not going halfway across the world to fight somebody and never call me a nigga. And you won't, and you won't even stand up here for my religious beliefs, but you, and you won't even stand up for me at home. Now, that's paraphrasing. Now, I said to say that uh, Nick Cannon said what he was supposed to say, but he didn't put it with the historical context in the bow tie. Now, by them trying to use him to denounce the Honorable Minister Farrakhan and others as well, he should have used the fact that when he caught, when he said savages and he talked about what he talked about, he should have put it in historical context if he had the the, uh, the the knowledge to do so. Not to say he's not knowledgeable, but he may be not informative in that area in, uh, you know, to that capacity. So, if he introduced it that way, he could have manipulated the situation to put the rabbi on his heels instead of vice versa and exposed him. All he had to use is those books that I showed you called The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews, published by the Nation of Islam, based on the work of the Honorable Dr. Yusuf Ben Yekinen, which is by not his work, but the scholars, the Jewish scholars themselves. We don't read too much. So their own scholars were honest and talked about the things they've done with black people and to black people in detail. So they just published a book with their own scholars with about 30 pages of footnotes behind it, showing where it came from. So if he was able to, if he were to able to introduce that and also say, I will go to your Holocaust for the honorable people that were brutally murdered, assassinated in actuates in other places in Europe. And I want to donate $2 million to that fund. I would love to go to see where these things happen to get the education. But will you go to Africa with me? Will you go Will you go to Ethiopia with me to finally acknowledge the original Jews that they call Falasha? Derogatory term meaning stay away, back away, or don't touch? Will you finally acknowledge them in the Jewish world in Israel? Or will you continue to, de to deny them? That's the way you get people with truth like that. Stuff that's undeniable. Mm -hmm. And will you donate? to these specific schools, namely in Brooklyn, New York, where y'all own the whole city, basically where you have your own mail carriers, you have your own, I'm not sure what to call them, not, well, I don't want to disrespect their position, but the ones who give parking tickets, they have their own Jewish companies who do that in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. All the stores are owned by them. Will you help your fellow brother, the fellow African black man get together and establish such a community, being I'm dedicated to your, your drive as well? They own all the banks. That's political pressure. He could have put them on. Right. But he didn't think that way. Now, as our brother Kunle said, we talked about 12 years of history, horrible history, horrible. What about the Ma'afa? Mm. Is he willing to sit down and go through that detail, which I have very hard 
it's very difficult for me to speak about that without becoming emotionally involved to the point where I'm crying. But he, he allowed himself to get put on his heels instead of demanding these things. He should have done that. It would have came out differently and then filed a lawsuit once that person backtracked, which he would have been. So, okay, yes, but he would have never done it. That's how you out him. Show videos, ask him about, what about the time when Dr. Ben was uh, debating with, with that rabbi in 1984 about this, 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 and that, was, that was said? And he was forced to admit it on national television. Do you still think that way about, do Jewish people still think that way? And this was the top dude. Uh, Y'all probably remember that. Well, he said, uh, Af uh, the top Jewish guy said, like, uh, Africans are, uh, are uh, dirty savages and animals. The top guy. Do you acknowledge him or do you denounce him like you're trying to get me to denounce the Honorable Minister Farrakhan that took drug addicts and turned them into lawyers and doctors and ministers? That's what he should have. He should have held it down. We got problems with Minister Farrakhan, things he may have done or allegedly done that we don't agree with. However, we do our laundry in the crib. Mm -hmm. exactly. That's all I got to say about that. I, I apologize for being long-winded, but I feel really strongly about that. He should have held that down stronger. I 1,000% I agree with you because I, I just feel like, first of all, the minute you book Dr. Griff, Professor Griff, to come up on your show, you already know what the subject's going to be. You know what the subject matter is going to be. You know the history of um, Professor Griff with Public Enemy. You know what actually got him booted out the group. So for you to go down that, you for you to book him and then go down that path, you already know what you're getting yourself into. And I just feel... I felt as though Nick Cannon should have stood up for his convictions. Just stand by your convictions at the end of the day. It's like, listen, I said it. And like you said, if he didn't word, if he didn't word it from a historical context, explain everything I spoke on was in a historical context. This is what I meant it by. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, you bring up the historical points and no one can dispute facts. No one can. And at that point, I just feel as though at this point, he's just running around and he's like that, that, um, that bigot that gets caught doing something. And then the first thing they want to do is say, well, I have black friends. Now he's claiming he's related to a rabbi. Um, he's claiming this, that, and the third. He's doing too much. You're doing too much to appease somebody that they've already made the decision. They done took. They took your concept. They took your your brainchild of um, wilding out. They took it from you. Exactly. Worth one point five billion or so. You say one point two billion. They're destroying you at this point. And they're and emasculating you. And what? <laughs> they're emasculating. Yeah. We make him up. We punished you. We took your show. Made you made, made you apologize. <laughs> and, and we still gonna do it. Exactly. And you still. I feel, yeah, I feel as though it's not a good look on his behalf. And I understand why there are people upset with him. Because guess what? You did everything to appease them. And they still said, you know what? Good. We got you to do that. But we're still going to go forth with what we had planned. And now look at him. He looks pathetic. He looks pathetic. Diddy said, yo, come over to Revolt TV. He should have. The minute Diddy told him that, listen, I said what I said. I'm not apologizing for it. Diddy, let's get this started. Because guess what? Mel Gibson 
Mel Gibson has said a lot of crazy shit on record. He's anti-Semitic, um, racist remarks, etc. You and put me onto that. What's up? You put me onto that years ago. Yeah. And my, my whole point is, guess what? Business as usual because he has those connections. He has that network within Hollywood. So mm -hmm. guess what? You got Tyler Perry Studios if you need to record a film. And now you got um, Revolt TV when it comes to television. And then you have YouTube. YouTube still didn't strip him of his platform. So if mm -hmm. he wants to stay and um, do his podcast, he can, he can continue to do so. So why are you still acting as if you're dependent upon this system? You have options now. And I think he wanted to take the easy way out. And he didn't want to put up a fight. And it just made him look like a straight up bitch. Hey, Michael Douglas said the best way in his movie called Black Rain. He said, I normally get kissed before I get fucked. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> that's cold as hell, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, when he said that, I saw him make sure I remember that. Wait till I pull that out the memory bank. <laughs> yeah. The, pro yo, the problem is, though, it's because... um. Nick was on this platform for years where he was like really, he really spoke on stuff. Like when anything happened, he was like frontline speaking on that and out there. Like mm -hmm. he was doing that for, 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 for years. And then like he did a complete 180 real fast. So that lets you know that somebody somewhere got something on this man because I never seen somebody that was so grounded in pro-blackness switch gears that fast. Like, it, it wasn't like over time, he was getting beat down, beat down. He got he switched gears with the quickness. Oh, yeah. Maybe Eminem got involved. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the even crazier part is that, um, that uh, I don't want to say he had a show for so many, that's what I don't get. All right. Rapper Benny the Butcher from New York, from Buffalo, New York. He cold uh -huh. as hell. Y'all know about him, right? He cold as hell. I fuck, yeah, I'm not yeah. hard. He cold as hell. He said, sign with a major label for what? That's going to cost me two M's. Two million. Now, Nick Cannon had this show for so long, and I'm proud of it. I loved it from the very beginning. Now, why didn't he try to start to get that company 100% his and just use their network to have his show instead of him having ownership or more ownership to him. He should have been doing that years ago once he saw the support he was getting. You start seeing the, the people on the show with big-ass chains. Look what Nick Cannon doing. He's changing lives. You're grabbing battle rappers that's on URL. Now they're getting dumb checks now, big checks. You know what I mean? He's doing these things. He should afford to get that company back instead of having the comfort, the so-called comfort, to think that they can't take your show from you. I, I, think, would, I think when it got canceled, because remember, the show was canceled at one point. And it then, was? Yeah, yeah, it got canceled. So I think he might have reworked that contract. So I think that's why he's fighting, but he must have not had a good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, think yeah before, I think before that, before the cancellation, I think he owned it. And it was just distributed on the channel. But when they got brought okay. back, they became 50-50 with but that's, the show. That's, that's the next thing I'm going to say. That's what people don't be getting the game. That same song Pusha T said, 50-50 for what? 
you ain't half for me. You ain't create me. So why would you go 50-50 with a network when when then perhaps you put that work in. You got those underground comedians, artists, and brought that black culture and that personality and mix it with all those other people that's there and make that chemistry. They didn't do that. You did that. Mm-hmm. Granted, you have the network, but I wouldn't have said, okay, when you said I'd have said I'm out of here, I would have said that when Puff said that and we out of wait until we sat down and negotiated a deal that I wanted and was beneficial for both of us. You know what I'm saying? And after I'd have been silent the whole time. Wow, why the can't they say nothing? I got on television, look, you know, I would like to talk to them, you know. I got this deal, they don't even know about it. I'm going to be civil, we can handle this like gentlemen, you know. It shouldn't be a cultural type thing or, you know, any barriers. Let's speak as business people. When they start that jive, that's when I say, you know what? I try, publicly, mind you. I try to give them the opportunity to do good business, but since they show who they truly are and they think they control me, that's something y'all don't get. The division y'all cause, black people are getting back together. I already got a contract with Puffy on, on uh, uh, Revolt TV. Our show starts to end the next month. We got new actors. We got the we we, we got uh, uh, Danny Garcia from North Philly Badlands on the show. On, on the show, yeah, we bring them all. We got Denzel coming now. All these other artists that that small fields, if they want to take it over, had Denzel been the show for free. Had Angela Bassett down there. Have all these Cicely Tyson on there. Have all these people on there that people. I'm dead serious. Had these people on there like, yo, look at this black excellence and legends that was on the show. So it not only get that crowd of the youngsters, it get us because we know about those legends and our old heads gonna watch. That's what he should have done and made it strictly like that. And that would have showed him up and Puffy could have been like, yeah, he with us. It's cool. Show start at the end of the month. Don't worry about it. We got it popping. And we got Jay-Z on there. Mm-hmm. That's how we help. James, you got a business tomorrow. Uh, my best friend is somebody from our city, Kyle Laurie. I, we tight friends. Me and Kyle come to your restaurant. You opened two days ago. Don't know. You're not Jay. Don't nobody know you like they know you now. You take a video or a picture with me and what's the name eating in your restaurant. Man, your, your thing going through the roof. You think President Obama ate at a barbecue spot at Jack London Square. There's not too many nice people down there. Because the black owned historical, historically owned black barbecue spot, like the best point to be area, they say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these celebrities were able to help people like Nick Cannon use their power, you know, like Jennifer Lopez come over, dump some money, Damon Williams, everybody dump money over their show. Oh, we wealthy, we ain't gone. We're going to help our brother. We don't need your money. That's what we need to do. But that's, that goes back to that whole saying, um, sometimes we be thinking that their ice is colder and their water is wetter. So... Sometimes people just scared. They scared to like give up that money because that that money is is greener for whatever reason. People people see it like that. They be scared to give it up. It's conditioning, man. Hey, the Honorable Winnie Mandela said it right, real cold. When the whole situation was happening, when apartheid was tearing apart her and Nelson Mandela, Honorable Nelson Mandela, and the whole thing, the regime, the parliament, you know, the uh, ANC, and it was tear, trying to divide everybody. When Nelson got it, Honorable Nelson Mandela was released from prison, they were wondering if he was going, she was going to go live with him and all those other type things. And what he was representing, she couldn't stand on that. She left, she said, you can take the cars, the house, this whole society that you got, that you all of you worship. 
I'd rather go back to Soweto in the bush and live with my people than represent this. That's what Sister Honorable Winnie Mandela said. And that's, that's Ano right there. It's not about the coin. It's not about that. It's about the better what you can do to better your people. But we coming around, though. I had to tell a guy last night. I'm in there, you know, uh, getting some stuff from the store that's behind the counter. And I said, oh, my apologies. I'll take the other one. He said, all right, come on, man. I said, you're talking real crazy for your store to be in a black neighborhood. Don't get it shut down. <laughs> no, that's right. And when yeah, I, I was they serious. Get, they, get, they get too comfortable. He changed his attitude real quick. He even gave me napkins. And I'm not even getting something. I'm not even getting something to wipe your face with. Yeah, they did. They do that quick when because they know it's it's real now. Like, yeah, it can definitely get shut down, and like it, it'll definitely happen. Like, it ain't, it ain't no just no threat. Close, close down at eleven o'clock at night. You come to open store at seven o'clock in the morning. There's a fucking car in there. That ain't no driveway. Hey. <laughs> 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 Remember I was putting y'all on when the dude was trying to steal the crane? The crane they used to build buildings? It was the kind of thing. And I'm looking. And he didn't know how to turn I called you immediately. He didn't know how to turn it on. He was putting levers. And I can't hear him. But I can see him. Because I'm far. And he like this. He's trying to turn it. He's trying to turn it. My thing is, once he got that thing started, what was he going to do with it? <laughs> you... No, no. <laughs> so just by me saying that to him, you know, don't get your store, don't get your store shut down. <laughs> Attitude changed immediately. Exactly. <laughs> hit him, hit him in the wallet. He like, oh no, 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 brother. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, but that's how it is, man. That's the dangers of the influencers and stuff like that, and. It's simple, man. You got to stand for something or fall for anything. That's like the simplest saying, but it, it holds a lot of weight. Yeah, because people be prostitutes and don't know it. They got a price. Like, for example, I already I automatically identify a prostitute when they, when they, somebody bring a ridiculous question like this. Yo, dog, uh, for $2 million, would you let somebody shoot you in the foot? You're a prostitute. <laughs> yep. yeah. Straight up, that means you do anything for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you you selling yourself, no matter what what you selling, but you selling yourself yep. in that action for money, so you putting a price tag on yourself. Yeah, well, remember Ted DiBiase used to pimp out people. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's got a price. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's got a price. Hey, they, they had sabotage him. He said, "Cheer for real." Mm-hmm. All these hundred bill, and next you know they right in his corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember he had the young boy bouncing the basketball. Then he put his foot out before he could dribble the last time. <laughs> <laughs> so man, did y'all ever see that meme where that dude just violently tackled Donald Trump into a bus? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If I were in a crowd, it'd have been like that. Because he probably destroyed that young brother's dreams. And whole thing. I, I would have, man, look. I, yeah. man, his head would have been a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But, all right. That was another great show. Um, hope y'all tune in, share. Make sure y'all drop a like 
on the on our videos. And we'll see y'all next time. Peace, love. Yeah, yeah. This generation under so much pressure Held to a standard impossible to measure Without guys, they suffer No father in sight, uh, no love from their mother Not the pen for the one in the mirror Self-image distorted, can't get no clearer Damn, lost souls devoured by the streets Ain't no fairy tales or yellow bricks By their feet, only crack vials and shell cases Looking for hope, but...